Hi, I'm Reverend Carol Saunders, host of The Spiritual Forum. I'm here with a lot of interesting people who are consciously walking the spiritual path, experiencing and expressing the divine in unique ways and through unique lenses. Everyone here has wisdom to share and an interesting story to tell, all to inspire you on your spiritual path. Welcome to The Forum. Welcome, everyone, to The Spiritual Forum. I'm so glad you're here. It's a beautiful spring day here in Wisconsin, finally. So glad that the weather shifted. It's so, so nice. I hope it's beautiful where you are, too. And I appreciate all you listeners. I appreciate the feedback. I got a text this morning from one of the listeners <laughs> who had some really, really very clear feedback on one of my podcasts. And I have to say, I really appreciate it. So let me know what you think. You can email me at revcarolsaunders at gmail.com. Get on the newsletter list at thespiritualform.org. And I just, I really do want to hear from you. So want to see if I'm, you know, hitting the mark or going way off. and and um, just here to bring hope and inspiration and awakening to the world. I think that's all I have to say. Again, appreciate you. Appreciate everybody who listens, everybody who donates, everybody who leaves a rating or review, all that stuff that podcasts need. Let me introduce my guest today. Amy Robeson is a master Akashic Records teacher, light language master, and mentor who helps people tap into their most powerful inner potential to experience profound transformation. She is passionate about exploring spiritual concepts and truths and encourages her students to get curious and to stay curious. As the founder of Sacred Awakening, she's created a powerful Akashic Records program, allowing her students to receive answers in any area of their life so they can live an empowered, aligned life and helping them overcome roadblocks, outdated beliefs, and trauma to achieve their highest good. I know, Amy, there's a lot more to you, that that's the introduction I've got, and we'll go into more detail. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you, Carol. I am too. I know we had to kind of reschedule this one. Um, I can't remember why, but it does happen sometimes. And my I just daughter have... was sick. Oh, that's what it was. Your daughter was sick. Yeah. Yeah, she was sick. And I was so sad we had to miss it. But ha having children, they they leave. Uh, they make you surrender to what just has to happen for the moment in time. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it never ends. Mine are all grownups, and still, it's there's a constant worry. Um, so I completely understand. And I also know that this is perfect divine timing. Like, when, whenever it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. And so this is the perfect divine timing for us. Um, but I'm really happy to have you. And I've had an Akashic Records reading once before um, when I was at a Unity convention in Kansas City years ago. Actually, I had an Akashic Record reading twice by the same person um, over a two-year period. So I only have one experience with it. Um, and I'm just really interested in exploring this with you. But before we get into the records and what it all means, why don't you tell me a little bit about your story and how you got to being a Master Akashic Records teacher and what you're doing today? Yeah, well... I love, I love like looking at stories on how people get to where they're going. And, um, for me, it was, it's, it's very simple. Like I'm a big believer in following the energy that presents itself to you throughout your life. And if your heart says yes, leap forward and do it. And if your heart says no, trust it. And for me, um, I grew up in Wisconsin, just like you, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And, um, 
I grew up in a household with an alcoholic father and he had a lot of trauma, which then created a lot of trauma for myself and my sisters. And as a young adult, I had a hard time processing that trauma. And I had an inner knowing or an inner voice that told me to explore hot yoga, had no concept of what it was or how it would help. But I just, at the time, I didn't even have at the time languaging that it was an intuition or a download or anything like that. I just had this knowing and I started exploring it. And when I explored it, I found out that there was a studio right down the road from my house. And I started going the first time I went, my whole being um, changed. Like I felt like life was worth living because at the time I was having a really hard time with depression and anxiety and didn't want to be here anymore. Didn't understand why I needed to be here anymore. Um, but I'm so happy I listened to that inner knowing because that inner knowing led me down a path of my awakening. And anytime that my heart told me to do something, I leapt and did it. Even if I had no clue of what it was or how it would help me, I just would listen to my heart and go, oh yeah, that sounds interesting. And from from there, I started um, studying different spiritual concepts from meditation to hands-on healing to the Akashic Records, light language, and whatever my heart was guiding me to do, I would do. And my big exploration is getting curious, um, getting curious on why I might be reacting to something or why this pattern keeps showing up in my life. And if I get curious, I don't get judgmental, meaning I'm not going to condemn myself or judge myself for having that pattern or having that thought versus, oh, why is that happening? And I love the Akashic Records for exploring the why, because the guardians can then share what what and why that is happening and then give us advice on what to do next to overcome it, which is really important. Um, so that's my my short, tiny little story in a nutshell on where I've where I've come from and where where I am now. I I I love the story. I think the idea of just kind of following the energy and exploring where you're drawn, we really um it's like a muscle that we kind of have lost lost touch with, I think. You know, there's something about our education process where we get very head-centered and we learn certain things. But this this knowing that there that there is this inner inner intuition, inner self that's kind of puts us in the right place. And when I think about my own life and the how I, I, you know, I used to be an engineer working in an oil refinery, and then I kind of ended up on the spiritual path. And, and it was a very guided path. It sounds dramatic, but it's very guided. And it was, I can think of certain times in my life where I just saw a book, which led me to another book, which led me to something, which led me to something else, which led me to this church or led me to this experience. And if you just follow all that, I mean, life is just so amazing that way, you know? I think it's, it's, it's always like these little Ooh, breadcrumbs yeah, around for us. Yeah. So it's very cool that, that, that that's in your story. Um, I also really, really appreciate um, listening to the heart, but also staying in the space of being curious. You know, I mean, that is, what if we all stopped our saying what we know and just stayed in curiosity? So I really, really appreciate that that's part of your practice or part of your spirituality is to help people get curious, stay curious, and be in the question. 
um, because don't you think there's just a ton of expansive energy in that space? Oh, for sure. It, It leaves room for growth opportunity to see different perspectives or to see the flip side of the coin. Cause sometimes we get, so we get tunnel vision while we're navigating our life and we don't know what we don't know. And when something does get brought to our attention, either through accident or through curiosity, it gives us the opportunity to look at life through a different lens and to also know that we're not alone and that we're always supported. And I also think that we are our own worst critics. And so we're always going to judge ourselves in the worst possible way compared to someone else. And if we take this opportunity of curiosity, we can love ourselves unconditionally. And we can love ourselves through the previous judgments so that we can get through the other end. Because anytime we're making changes or anytime we're working through a pattern, and the pattern can be a small pattern or a gigantic pattern that we've had throughout our entire lifetime and maybe previous lifetimes, where it's hard. It's hard to actually even think of changing the pattern. And so instead of getting into all of the fears and the stories, being curious, like, hmm, why do I keep making the same mistake? Or why is it this thing always happens whenever I have a big win in my life? Or um, it could be anything. Like, why do I constantly forget this, this task anytime I have a new opportunity to come up? There's all these little weird nuances that we have throughout our whole life. And if we just go, oh, why is that? Things start changing because we get curious about it. Yes. Yeah, so I think our, I think what you're saying is our natural inclination is to say, that was stupid. I can't believe I do that all the time. Or, you know, we, we had this judgment that comes back to us. But if, if we stop short of that and go, oh, <laughs> why am I here again? That that's, that's where the power is. Um, so I, I get that. So, so stop that judgmental voice or interrupt it a little bit and just ask the question. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It sounds like you, you dwell on the question why in, in your work a lot rather than how or what or. Yeah. It could be the, the, the why, like, Ooh, what, why is that happening? Cause I think sometimes we can, we can look at the why first to then reveal other things, but we can also get curious and we don't have to start with a why question. It could just be acknowledging, Oh, anytime I make a job switch, I feel bad about and overthink about the relationships of the coworkers that I have. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I do do that. And then you can just sit with it. And then when you're curious enough to ask why, because sometimes we have to acknowledge what it is first, or we can ask why, why that pattern is, but we have to come to some realization in the pattern or just go, how can I shift my relationship? And we can ask other questions than why. And that's where I like the Akashic records. And can I can I share a little bit of what? Yeah, the I'm just going to go. Let's are. let's pivot right into what are the Akashic records for people who may not know. Yeah, so 
The Akashic Records is a field of infinite possibilities. So every word, deed, thought from the moment your soul is incepted is recorded in the Akash. And we can go into the Akashic Records and ask the guardians, also known as the masters, teachers, and loved ones, for love and guidance and support in any and all areas of our life. And there's many ways of using the Akashic records. The way that I teach my students and the way that I use the records is I like to use the records for the past, the present, and the future. And what that means is if I am having a hard time in relationships, so let's say I'm having a hard time speaking to my husband about something, I can go into the records and I can ask them, I'm having a hard time sharing sharing something with my husband, can you please tell me what would be the best way to communicate what it is that I'm trying to share with them? Then I could also ask, why am I having a hard time with it besides what I already think is the issue? And then they might bring up some subconscious behaviors that I never even considered. And so to go back to the question of like, yes, we can ask all these why questions and, and get curious about why am I doing that? And then you can go in and ask in the records more about that. But you can also start with anything. You can start with anything in, in mind. So uh, what I mean by that is if I were to want to start something in my business, let's say I'm wanting to come up with a new program, I can ask in the records, I'm thinking about starting a new program. Tell me what's the highest and most aligned program offer that I can make to my audience and why? Or what would be the best theme for me to create for this program to start to cultivate cultivate it and imagine what it would look like? And so there's all these different questions on where we can go in the records And I like to just focus on like, you can do the past, you can do the present, and you can do the future. Oftentimes, you'll hear a lot of um, Akashic Records teachers saying that the records are only used for past life regressions. I think they are the most amazing things to use the records for past life regressions. But I am not the type of person that wants to dwell on the past my entire life. I want to utilize the records for the present moment, I want to utilize the records for future possibilities as well. And I do want to emphasize that it is not a fortune telling tool, because the guardians meet you where you're at in that particular moment, and they share information with you based on that moment in time. And so they're not they're they're sharing information based on you where your where your frequency is at and what types of questions you're asking. And they're supporting you. They're giving you those breadcrumbs so that you can navigate your journey in a different way. And they're supporting you from a non-judgmental place, meaning you can go to them and you can ask them any sort of questions as long as it's staying within the spiritual laws, meaning I can't go in there and ask questions about my husband without permission. But I can ask how I can show up in our relationship and how. I can navigate a conversation, but I can't go in and start asking personal questions about him that's not related to me or our relationship in any way, shape, or form. So we want to make sure we're staying within the spiritual laws as well. But it's such a really, for me, it's one of the my favorite spiritual tools in terms of 
understanding myself and having a different perspective on life because the guardians offer multiple perspectives that you may not have considered at all, which is really neat to see. Can you tell me, does, do the answers come in like detail? For example, if you were asking a question about what's the next step you should take in your business or something like that, I mean, is it going to be like, yeah, call Barbara at, <laughs> at this number or is it? Like, it can. Get so, it? Um, it can. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it can be very, very detailed when you're just getting started. It might just be one or two word answers or a split second visual, but that's where we train the clairvoyance. We train the clairaudience. We train our clairs to learn how to really interpret the information. And so the information can get very, very, very detailed. Um, when I left my, well, I didn't leave my previous career, but I was getting ready to leave my previous career knowing I wanted to have my own business. And so I got trained as a yoga teacher and I went into the records and I didn't do a formal training at a yoga studio. So it's very hard to get a job opportunity, a teaching gig at a yoga studio if you've never trained or took their teacher training there. And so for me, when I did my yoga teacher training, I did it one-on-one because I had a really busy career. I had a very successful career, but I knew that I wanted to have this for um, overcoming my fear of speaking. I also love yoga. So it's like bringing that philosophy in as well. And they told me exactly what studio to go to, what to say to the studio owner. And what they told me to say was to ask about their kids yoga class and to ask if I could observe the kids yoga class. And I went to the studio. He said, yes, absolutely. Left it at that, observed the class, came back home. A couple weeks later, he called me up and said, hey, would you be interested in co-teaching the kids yoga class with the yoga teacher? Because we need someone to help in the class because there's a lot of kids. And as you know, if there's a lot of kids, you need more than one adult to support them. And so I got my foot in the door and I was able to start teaching other classes at the studio based on the master's teachers and loved ones information. And so they told me what studio, what to say, what questions to ask. And I got the opportunity, which was really cool. And recently, I had something like that different, but it was not as, um, so you can have very detailed information and then there's other information that they can give you. It's detailed, but the, the time's not all aligned yet. So they'll tell, they'll tell you, tell me things like, so I was looking for someone to help me. I had like a really bad, um, infection last year, I just kept getting sick over and over and over again. And I was like, who can I go see to help me with this? And they said, you're going to find a male doctor and he's in Franklin. And that's in, and that's the city near, near me. And he's in Franklin and that's where you're going to, to, to find him. And I go, okay, <laughs> that's it. Okay. I'll just wait to see what comes up. And within a two week time period, I did find this doctor and, um, he was in Franklin and he totally helped me 
get rid of this infection that I've been dealing with that's been keeping me in this loop of this reoccurring getting sick. And I was like, thank goodness. So it's very interesting in the details that they can give you in terms of things like that, but they can also give you really detailed information that's not, let's say, when you're looking for someone, let's say more business related. I built my whole business using the Akashic Records. I use the Akashic Records to design every single program that I offer um, to, to my students, to my clients. And I love it because it's in alignment with my work and my business and my clients. And I'm designing it from the perspective of who I'm meant to be helping in the world. And we're all meant to be helping someone. And so I I think the records are so neat in terms of like what you can do. And to answer your question, the answers can be extremely detailed. Yeah, I didn't expect that. Thank you for thank you for that. I I I kind of expected them to be kind of general, you know, like what is my purpose in life? Well, to to be in service or something like you know, I expected it to be like, well, that's that's what everyone's purpose is, you know. So I think that's really cool that you built yeah. your whole business, every step of it, using these records. Now, my next question then uh, is like I think some of us think they would look at you and go, okay, you got some kind of special thing. You know, do I have a special thing? You know, can I do this myself? Can I learn to do this myself? Or do I have to find somebody who can do this for me all the time? Because I think people would like to know that it's possible for them. For me, one, everyone has intuition. Some of us have been really strengthening those muscles for a long time. We all are born with an intuition, that gut feeling that you have or that thought, oh, I should call my friend. And then that your friend just calls you. That's intuition. Your intuition is always speaking to you. Some of us are very fine-tuned and understand what it what it's saying. Some of us need practice understanding it. And I'm a big believer that if you are curious about the Akashic Records, they are speaking to you. Mm. And when you are meant to start working in them, they will start speaking to you loudly. They will just start popping up everywhere that you are. And that's that's an invitation to start a relationship with them. In terms of intuition, you don't have to feel like you are gifted. I have had students tell me that they thought that they were the least intuitive person that they have ever met and that they could totally not do it and that they were taking the course just to prove me wrong. And this particular student that I'm talking about is probably one of the most intuitive people I know. And we don't, if we don't have one, that invitation to be curious about it, in our life, because maybe you grew up in a household where things like that were taboo or bad, or maybe you never even considered it. When you start cultivating a relationship with your intuition, things start to really awaken. And it's practice, like any spiritual modality or anything in life, the way you get good at something is to practice it. And so in my Akashic Record program called Sacred Awakening, I always tell my students, like, we just have to practice just like a doctor practices medicine, like they didn't get to go start working on patients immediately. And 
guess what? Even when they do get their degree and they do earn their doctorate and they start working with patients, they're still practicing medicine. And so everything with a spiritual practice, just like meditation, is simply a practice. And the more that we practice practice the modality or whatever it is that you're doing, the easier that modality becomes to us and it becomes second nature. And your intuition wants to guide you. We are in a great path of awakening. We are in a great time of awakening. And so if we cultivate that, magical things start to happen because you start getting into alignment. And instead of taking the long way around, you get to start folding time and be on your highest and best path because you're being directed and you're allowing your heart to direct you and you're allowing your intuition to direct you as well. Yeah, I think that many of us grew up without that not being nurtured. And I think that our education system also encourages us to think, you know, so that our our mind, I know for myself, when a, a problem or challenges comes up, I, I'm I'm wired to think it through, to think it, think about it. Yeah. Like the pluses and minuses that, you know, all the different options and think, think, think. And um I I, I consider myself, you know, a, a little more head centered than heart centered, but I'm not like way head centered. But I, I do know that my first my first action is to think, <laughs> is to try to solve the problem, you know, with my own little head rather than pause, you know, and listen to the intuition. Yeah. Now, that said, I know I have followed my intuition in the most incredible mm -hmm. places. I mean, I started a church before I was even a minister. I'm like, who does that? And I mean, I, and then I, I moved my church from a, from a church to a podcast ministry where we just gathered in dialogue. Like, who does that? I did it just because I was guided to, you know, it's yeah, like, you're following that. This is the you're next thing. All following that. And, and then I'm just guided to do this. So I, I do follow it on the big things. Now, sometimes on the smaller things, like having a conversation with somebody or whatever, I can, I, I can tell that my head takes over. And I would love to be in a place where I pause and stay in that place of curiosity and, and allow, you know what, I'm not going to think about it. Just allow my guidance to arise and tell me specifically, what is the next thing I should say or do? So I'm, I'm very intrigued by all this. I love it, Caroline. I love that you're getting even curious about like, oh, how can I do that? Because that's, that's the best part is like, oh, how can I become more heart centered where I'm not using my my mind first, where I'm like more so just sitting with and receiving what's coming forward before I think my way out of it, or I think my way through it. And I think that that's a, a beautiful curiosity that just you even cultivated just in this moment. Yeah. And I think I, I, I've been pretty successful thinking my way through things. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah. if, if I was unsuccessful at it, if I was unsuccessful at it, it'd be pretty easy to give up. But because I've been pretty successful at it, <laughs> it's a superpower I need to put down, I think. Uh, but anyway, I, I, uh, thing. I think that because I'm an analytical person too, so I can play in both realms really easily. And there's a part of your personality that loves that challenge. It's like a puzzle. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think that you can marry the two together and still have that challenge that 
Um, and it's not challenge in a bad way. It's challenge in a good way where it's like, Ooh, let me, let me think about this for a moment. And for me, it's, it's more, let me think about it, but it's more of a, let me sit with it. And that way Mm -hmm. there's still thinking involved. There's still heart centeredness involved. And I get to just marinate in the energy so that things can come forward that I might not have considered in the past or in that particular moment, because our brain sometimes wants to make it the most complicated way possible. And there could be possibly an easier way or in the easiest way might be doing nothing. So it's always interesting. Very interesting. Um, I know we're going to do some Akashic record reading during this session, but before we get into that, I also wanted to come back to the idea that you pointed out that the the guides that are informing you through the Akashic Records or or <laughs> when I when I think Akashic Records, honestly, in my mind, my little mind, it looks to me like it's this huge library <laughs> and there's books all yeah. over the place. And 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 these guides are pulling books off. I don't think that's necessarily what's happening, but that's the picture I have in my mind. Um, that's so, here's anyway. the beautiful thing. Everyone has their perception of what it looks like. For me, it's like a field, like a cosmic field, and it's very uh-huh. starry. Um, some people see it as a library. None of that, my way versus your way, there's not a better way. And so the guides are going to meet you where you're at on how your human self can perceive the information that they're trying to share with you. And so if they want to share a book in a library with you so that your human self can accept and receive the information, so your mental body can interpret the information and not go haywire, they're going to present it in a way and meet you where you're at so that you can perceive it and understand it. And they're going to use analogies and words and examples and stories different for each and every person. Because if a scholar, let's say, or a very intellectual person that has certain vocabulary words, they're going to use those vocabulary words with that person. Those same words will not resonate with someone else that ha- doesn't have that vocabulary, doesn't use words like that. They're going to use humor. They're going to use examples. They're going to use certain slang words that that person can understand. And that's the beautiful thing, because for as long as I've been doing this, I have learned more new words than I have ever thought of that I would learn just because I'm like, being in someone's records is such a treat and such an amazing thing where there's new words that come up. I'm like, I I don't even know what that word means, but here, this is what they're saying. Or they'll (laughs) use a word for myself or for a student with them that a new vocabulary word for them to learn too. And it's really neat how it all shifts and changes, but perspective and where they meet you, where you're at in that particular moment is always going to be really important because otherwise it's not going to resonate with you. That makes a lot of sense. I've also thought that might be probably why near-death experiences are so different. Like people have so many different experiences. You know, one is completely different. One, one, you know, they meet God right away. Another one, they got to go through this process. Mm -hmm. Another one, they see this and that, you know, so I think that 
it's not like one is right and the others are wrong. I feel like that experience, if you have some sort of a beyond life experience and come back, I feel like it's being, it's meeting the person where they are yes. and showing them what, what they can accept in, in that state. So that makes perfect sense that whatever is in my imagination is, is what might show up or how they might show up. So it makes a lot of sense. Uh, but the point I wanted to come back to, which I kind of forgot, is you said, you made it really clear that this isn't like predicting the future. And I think that's important. It's not like the future is set. It's not like, you know, Carol was born and her whole life is planned and I just have a script and I and they're just going to hand me the script because I'm I'm not reading the script right. So here's the script and finish your life. It's not like that. It's, right. It is, like you say, a field of infinite possibilities. So from this point where I am now, I may be in an inquiry on something and there's an infinite way, an infinite number of ways that I can evolve from here. It's not like I got to get on this path or that path, or I'm on the wrong path. Exactly. But given where, where my energy is and what my intention is, it sounds like the guides are going to present me with like a key to maybe a, possibly a next door, yeah, but so it's not like set in stone. No. And you have free will. So let's say that example of the yoga studio, let's say I decided not to go to that. I didn't have to go to the studio. I could have chose not to take their advice or I could have drugged my feet a month before I went in there. And then the opportunity wasn't there because they're always going to share information based on that moment in time. And things can happen. There's a lot of moving variables. Somebody else could have went in there and asked if they could help or, or, I got the, it. Okay. Or could have decided not to have the class anymore because they didn't have someone that they could have asked to help with the with the kids' yoga class. And so there's all these possibilities and there's all these moving parts. And we have free will. And sometimes the guardians might share something with you that maybe you don't like. Maybe you're just like, hmm. Ah, I've heard that before. I don't want to do that. Well, that's fine. You don't have to to do it. They're just sharing what's what's available to you and you get to decide. Just like if someone told you, "Hey, you're going to have three kids." And you're like, "I don't want to have three kids." You have free will to say, "No, I don't want to have three kids and I'm not going to have three kids." You get to decide that. You get to choose what you want to do. And sometimes those choices come with a ripple effect. Every choice you have comes with the ripple effect, but mm -hmm. it might not go the way that you're wanting it to go. But I have found that if I follow their advice based, and I understand the questions that I'm asking, it always turns out really beautiful and turns out way better than I could have ever imagined it to begin with. Um, there's things where they tell me and it's more of a, like, I'm just curious about it. And I take no action on it. Cool. No problem. We're all going to have sessions like that, where it's like, yeah, life gets in the way and we just don't follow through. But if you keep asking the same questions and you're not taking the advice, there's another question to be asked. And that is why am I not taking action on this? Why do I keep wanting this, but I'm not doing anything to change and to have it or to make it a reality. And that's, that's where I think is really neat about it is like, there's so many different directions that you can go with the records 
besides just tell me what to do and how to do it because there's we're all we're human. We get scared, we have fears, we we get into uncertainty and that uncertainty makes us scared and so there's other questions to be had besides a how and a why. Yeah, you know, and I think in your situation, let's just say that you got the guidance to go to that yoga studio and ask about the children's program, but maybe that day your daughter was sick or something and and you couldn't go and then that door closed. And it seems like you could also possibly ask a question again, but another door opens. Yes, absolutely. So um, at that time, I didn't have a, ch- a child. So if I would have, let's say, drugged my feet and I didn't go right away, that opportunity probably would have closed and they would have offered another possibility. And at the time when I asked the question in the records, they actually shared with me three different places to ask. And one of the places I never, ever looked into, it just didn't, it like, I knew it resonated and it it was in alignment because otherwise they wouldn't have shared it with me, but it felt too challenging. And that one, the other option felt really easy and that's okay. Would I probably have gotten an opportunity at both places? Probably. Otherwise they wouldn't have shared it with me. But the other one just, there was a, a barrier to entry And so my human self was like, ah, don't want to deal with it. I'm just going to go do the easy option. And that's okay too. That's so interesting. I love that story. It's a simple story, but it tells a lot. Yeah. It's it's, because we have simple, we have simple questions and that's why I don't like only focusing on past lives. We have everyday questions that we want to ask and we want to navigate life in a different way. And if we can have a tool that can support us, in one viewing life through a different lens and i call that the lens of love why wouldn't why wouldn't we want to do that and then mm-hmm. also it's like having friends on speed dial where you are just automatically connected to them and they can answer your question at midnight let's say you're not able to sleep and you're not sure why or maybe you have a lot on your plate and you're just having a hard time with life you can just say hey i i i I really want you to love on me right now. Or, Hey, like, what can I do right now to get some sleep? Or, Hey, how can I let this go? So my nervous system can regulate itself. There's so many things that we can ask in a particular moment that that's not always accessible. Like we don't have a friend that we can always call. That's a convenient time. They have lives too. And so the guardians, the masters, teachers, and loved ones of your Akashic records are always available. And you do not have to be formal with them. You do not have to have this, and I'm going to put this in quotations, proper relationship, meaning like it has to be this extremely formal relationship. You, If you're not a very formal person, that's not going to resonate with you. If you're funny and sarcastic, they're going to be funny and sarcastic. Now, there's going to be times where they're very serious, depending on the question that you're asking, but they're going to meet you where you're at. So you vibe with them, you understand what the messages are, and you can take action on it because they just want to support us in evolving, which is really cool. Yeah, it's interesting because I think you just described my my sleepless night last night. <laughs> I, I was talking to whatever guides there were. What is going on here? Help me sleep, and and they did. 
So wonderful. Um, so I, I, why don't we dig into this a little bit? I, I, to everybody who's listening, I prearranged with Amy that we would do an Akashic Record reading during this session so you could experience what she does and, and what it's like. And so tell us a little bit about this, Amy, because I know you said that you can do a reading on the podcast or yeah, and so also um, one, I can do a personal reading for you mm-hmm. um, where you can ask a question and then I can do like a general message from the guardians for your listeners as well. I love that. So, I love that. Yeah, so I'm they, excited to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we start? So um, I have the records open of the session, which I already shared with you earlier. So go ahead and just close your eyes for just a moment and center into your heart space and receive a breath. And like I said, I have the records open and I'm being guided to just ask you, how does it feel to just center for a moment? And are you asking that of me personally or the audience? Yes, of you. Oh, how did it feel to center? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it feels it feels good to center. Um, I don't feel completely centered. Perfect. So let's call in a color because they're wanting you to work with more colors. Okay. There's a particular color that wants to come in to like specifically calm your central nervous system. And I want you to just take a breath and that color is just going to come forward very naturally for you. You may feel it, sense it, know it, imagine it, even hear it, or even taste it. And you'll take a nice deep breath in. That color is going to come forward and it's going to just give your nervous system a hug. And then you'll exhale and it will send a soothing energy through your nervous system. And I want you to breathe this color in about three to four to five times. So we're just going to take some nice conscious breaths here, breathing in allowing the color to infuse into the nerves, into the central nervous system. It might even start to expand out into the entire physical human body. You might even feel it moving into the organs. You're just breathing. And Carol, what color did you get? Well, it's kind of a magenta, a reddish magenta. Beautiful. And how does it make you feel breathing it in and out? Well, I have to say, honestly, I thought it was a very strange color for soothing. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of put that aside a little bit because I would expect something like a blue or You're like, you're, you're trying to already prejudge what color wants to come in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I, I'm completely... I don't lie, okay? I'm telling no, you. I'm that's, telling you the that's truth. That's why they're asking you. <laughs> right, right. I'm telling you. It's like, what? It reminds me when I was learning how to do shamanic journeying, and and I my spirit animal came to me, and I, it was a moose. And I'm like, a moose? Are you serious? <laughs> that's how I felt. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they, they're wanting you to work, and you can keep your eyes open. They're wanting you to work with more color frequencies whenever you're not feeling centered or grounded. It will actually okay. get you out of your mind and more into your heart. And that's where that more heart-centeredness is going to come in as well because you're missing a color in your frequency that wants to support you. So that okay. red magenta color 
is really calming and soothing to the nervous system. Now, you might do this again tomorrow and a different color might come in. And so just be open to whatever color wants to come in. You might find that new colors that you've never even heard of the name might come in too as well. And so just be open to the the array of color spectrum that can come in to support you because you'll start playing with it a little bit more. And the more you play with it, the more that these colors will start coming in. And I can see them even coming in with like silver hues or like a golden hue or like a iridescent colors. And it, it will just be fun to see how not only you, but how your inner child reacts to the, the colors itself. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm just laughing because you know, red is just kind of a vibrant, exciting color. Uh, and so that's why I thought it was so strange. Hey, but if you look at like the root chakra, the root chakra is red mm -hmm. and the root chakra mm -hmm. does bring energy. It energizes us, but it also assists us in rooting and grounding. So mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. it's, there's always a flip side to it as well. So I think it's neat. Did you by chance prepare a question that you wanted to ask? Let me just speak it, and then you can tell me if I'm too general. Um, yeah. I, I do recognize that there is a great awakening happening. I, I do know there's a huge shift in consciousness. I'm interested in what is my best action to support it. At the same time, I'm also interested in my podcast, which I really love doing. Um, right now, it's a real energy output and energy and financial output. You know, I need I need to have the financial part come back to me so that it's sustainable. And I'm I'm interested in whether this is the 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 best place for my voice or and or what I can do to amplify my voice and make this a sustainable endeavor. So I think <laughs> I think a lot of that was was. Is this the right thing that I should be doing? And 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 if it is, what what is my next step to ensure that it's sustainable and that it's enjoyable and that the energy feels kind of balanced? Yeah. Does that make any so, sense? Yeah, absolutely. So a couple things. One is podcasting is extremely expensive. Like I have my own podcast as well. It is an extremely a lot of energy that you output. And it takes a while to have a return on your investment. You will look back years from now and be like, thank God I started that. Like I can see you like ringing a bell, like going, like just celebrating that this was a place for you to share your voice very openly and honestly. And it there's not a censorship that you have to have because your soul doesn't like to be censored. And mm -hmm. In this space, in this arena, I can see the what they're showing me is like you're almost like in like a big gigantic football stadium and you're standing in the center and your podcast is that stadium because you have the ability to reach a lot of people. And if you took that stadium away, it actually takes like um like a focal point away where you're not as centered. And so having the podcast is very helpful for your business and what you're wanting to do. The other thing that they're saying is you have to have 
it's, you don't have to have it. It's important to have patience and patience right now. And it, I met, I forgot to say this. Um, so to any of your listeners, if anything that I'm saying to Carol resonates with you, this message is also for you. So whatever bits and pieces resonates, it's also for you because we're in a group setting. And so if anything resonates, you're like, Ooh, like that feels like it's for me. That's also for you. Um, and then also when I do the group message, uh, for, for you, Carol, I don't know a lot about your business and there's, they're telling me that there's, there's opportunities that one are coming your way, but you have a big voice and you need an anchor and the podcast works as your anchor right now, like that stadium and you're cultivating your voice in a different way to echo. And echo is important. And what they mean by echo is when you're in a bigger stadium, you have it, the acoustics is designed to support the team on the field, right? And so for, for you, your voice is going to echo and your listeners are going to echo back to you. And I loved how you started in the beginning of the, the um, podcast. You're saying, like, thanks for giving me feedback. Well, this is your space to share what you are interested in, but to also get feedback from your listeners on what they love about you and what really resonates with them so that you start cultivating um, offers that make a, a even bigger impact. Because you, you and I are similar where you're going to always offer a bunch of stuff for free. And that's always going to resonate. But there's people out there that want to work with you in a larger capacity. And so what does that look like? And there's a few, I see like three different offerings that have been percolating and have been wanting to come forward through you, but you haven't made the space or time to really fully look at them yet. And so they're saying that this is the year to one, look at, what makes you uncomfortable in your business and how can you work through that uncomfortableness, meaning bigger offers, um, offers or in, let me word that a little differently, not necessarily offers, but what do you want to teach that gets you super excited, but also gets you outside your comfort zone? Mm hmm. Yeah, I see that. And I think I think one of the things that happens with a guest podcast is there are things I want to teach. And I I think I need to find my balance between wanting to teach because not all the people who I have on my podcast are aligned with that. So I'm just wondering if I should align everybody with with what I I'm allowing I'm allowing a lot of people in. Okay. I'm yeah. allowing a lot of people into this podcast. It's like a variety show almost. It's like all sorts of different kinds of people. And I've been wondering if I should narrow it down to things that align with my own voice or if I should just kind of stay with what I'm doing and just do. Ask your audience. That, ask my audience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ask your audience. Um, because here's the thing. Well, two things. One is um, if you if you look at how your show First, you start with looking, giving a review of your show and what do you like? What do you dislike? And then you ask your audience based on the things that you like, they can give you feedback because if you dislike something, you know, it's time to get rid of it. it it's not in alignment anymore. It's not in alignment for you to have these conversations. 
Um, for me, like with my podcast, I want to talk to people that one, uh, believe in spirituality. If someone doesn't believe in spirituality, they're not going to be a good guest for my podcast. Um, I also, for my podcast, I do a lot of solo episodes and I'd only do one guest speaker a month. And I'm thinking about adding one more, but that's the cool thing. You get to reimagine it as you grow as well. And so it's not the end all be all. It's in, in anything in business. It's not the end all be all in anything. We outgrow things. And when we outgrow them, it's time for, to thank them. And then we move to the next thing that gets us excited and allows us to evolve. And just like your listeners, they're evolving, you're evolving. And so you want to be excited about it. Because if you're bored, Carol, it's not going to work. Oh, I get that. I'm not bored. I'm not bored. I I find everyone I talk to very interesting. I mean, there's rarely a person where I go, oh gosh, that was a dud. I mean, everyone's so interesting. Oh yeah. <laughs> it really is. And I, I think what I'm playing with is the solo cast thing. Maybe there are opportunities for me to, to have my own voice out there a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. But I am interested in what the next steps would be. So what you're saying is that they're saying that there's three opportunities or something that's out there that I haven't looked at or haven't taken the time to look at and that this is the year I should be doing that. Yeah. And so what, what they mean by board too, is if you're talking to um, different guests and they really support your own spirituality and really support in making you um, think about things differently or get you excited about things in a different way, that's what they mean by boredom. Like you want people that cultivate a certain energy within you that gets you excited about the work that you're doing. And you also get excited about the work that they're doing as well. So that's what they mean by that, that piece. Um, and then as far as the next steps is, um, they're calling it a sabbatical. Do you have a vacation plan, but they're saying it's important to take a sabbatical this year. Oh, I don't do those very well. like lime green sign that says beyond necessary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I am taking a vacation next week, actually, but that will be 10 days. I don't think that quite is going to be what what they're they're talking about when it comes to sabbatical. Yeah, they're saying call it a sabbatical versus a vacation. Okay, all right. And they're saying because sabbatical, like it switches a different, it flips off one switch and turns on another switch in your brain. Uh Um, Meaning that I'm not working. I don't have to work on anything. And what they're wanting you to do is soul search on your sabbatical, meaning give yourself permission to just be with yourself in all the different emotions and all the different ways. And you're going to start noticing things that feel really good to you. That's that you're cultivating in your life in all areas of your life and things that don't feel really good to you as well. And so you're making this space for just open honesty with yourself. Mm -hmm. And that open honesty will open the door to these opportunities because you're going to get really clear where it's like, Oh, I, 
this this one thing over here doesn't fit anymore in my in my life or in my business. And if I let that go, what other opportunities will open up for me? Because we get so we get tunnel vision and they're saying that sometimes you get so focused on what's happening on your plate or in the here and now that you're forgetting to look out at the things that you really want to cultivate. And that's where that um, like excitement will come in where you're really excited about creating these new opportunities and these new offerings where it gets you excited just to create it. But there's, there's some cleaning, some spring cleaning that wants to happen first. Mm -hmm. And so the sabbatical will help you do that. And again, it's calling it a sabbatical versus a vacation because you're not vacating. (laughs) They don't want (laughs) you to vacate. They want you to be with yourself. And that's a huge difference in understanding of like how you're showing up for yourself during that time, time period. But they're not even wanting me to calling it time off. They're saying that time period where it's like, Ooh, let me, let, let me be with myself in a completely different way. How does that feel to you? It does feel, it does feel right. It does feel good. I don't think what I'm planning in the next 10 days is that, but I do think for a number of reasons, I'm going to be with family and it's not going to be my time mm-hmm. to reflect. But I, I do get the message that this year I, I need to come yeah. apart for a while. Yeah. So there'll be spaces and time over the next 10 days where you do get to have those opportunities. Okay. And so when they're talking about being with yourself, that doesn't mean being by yourself and with okay. no one else. Okay. You get to be with yourself, showing up with your family or friends. And you get to see, oh, how am I reacting to what that person's saying? Mm -hmm. Or how am I getting into story? And you get to be with yourself in a completely different way. Because sometimes when we take a pause and we go and we interact um, with family or friends, I have some of my biggest learning lessons when I'm with other people because I get to see myself in a completely different environment and either my perfectionist is coming out, my people pleaser is coming out, all these little patterns that I'm not recognizing in my everyday life because it's it's just common and you just keep flowing versus when I get taken out of my everyday routine and I'm thrown into a different routine, I get an opportunity to see how I show up normally mm-hmm. on a, in a conscious, unconscious way. And it, like, you'll still have those opportunities, Carol. And then if you want, they're saying it's not necessary, but if you want to take a sabbatical where it's just you solo, you can do that or taking like a, like a four, a four day weekend or something like that, that will be really helpful where you're just focusing on you, but don't miss out on this opportunity with going in with the mindset of like, let me get curious of like, some thoughts that I'm having or patterns that I'm having or reactions that I'm having with my loved ones, because that's going to be all really great feedback for you and navigating this next chapter that you're moving into. It's a big chapter. It's a big chapter. Yeah. It's a big chapter. Okay. So is there anything else, anything specific like that they have to tell me, like go to the yoga studio and go talk to so-and-so about the children's program? (laughs) 
<laughs> no, um, the specifics are to um, one after your sabbatical, um, take a moment, a day of reflection. So you're going to come back, you're going to do that, you're going to do all the stuff that you're going to do. And then there's going to be one day and it doesn't have to be immediately the day after or anything like that. You could go back to work for a day or two and then you have one designated day for reflection. And that's really important. And and they're saying for you to write reflection on the top part of your page is really important because it allows you to kind of sit within this like um, mirror or um, like if you're looking at your reflection in water it's allowing you to to have that feedback, that energetic feed, feedback as well, where you get to see where distortion lies. Okay. And is there anything about the words amplify my voice? Is there anything that comes up around that? Because I feel, I've always kind of felt a little throat chakra stuff, stickiness. Um, yeah, that goes back to the arena. And okay. that echo where you're standing in the center and you are talking to everyone. And that's where that voice gets to echo. And the, the podcast is a great space for you to be in at this moment in time where you get to have that amplification of your voice. And then your offerings will also amplify your voice as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, and what do we have for our audience? Is um, let me just take a breath to uh, recenter and, and and feel into this. Okay. So the guardians are saying that we're in a great time of awakening, and what they first showed me was a crystal, and it's malachite. It's green, and this particular crystal is all about supporting someone in accessing their willpower. And when we access our willpower, we're not accessing it from a place of force. We're accessing it from a place of humble curiosity. And they're saying that there's all these different powers to be, and I'm putting that in quotations, meaning there's all these forces out there that have this narrative of what life should be like and how we should be acting and what we should be doing. And it's really important for us to take back our own power, for us to stand in our power and to access that power so that we understand what we want our lives to be, not what's being narrated on the internet and not what's being narrated by higher officials with higher agendas. And the more that we take a step back and we access our power, we have a voice that goes from really low to very loud. And they're wanting people to start accessing their power so that they can be the echo chambers of love. Because we're in all these echo chambers that are um, feedbacking just negativity or false stories or false beliefs. And the more that we get into our own stories and our own beliefs, those false beliefs or agendas that are being pushed upon us will start being pushed away. 
because we have our light so bright that they don't, they can't live within that same frequency. And our hearts will detect if it's not true or if it is true for us. And by accessing the power, we have the ability to access that truth. But we have to first be willing to access our own willpower. And that starts with just um, a willingness and a knowing that it's possible. And then it also is working with different spiritual practices to access that power as well. Um, Carol, do you have a question about it? Because then I'm going to share more information. I, I don't have, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by that because to me, that really is the culmination of a lot of the message I want to convey on this podcast. It's 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 really resonates with that we have this inner power and that there are outer quote authorities that are kind of imposing narratives on us and we have the power to create our own world our own life. I mean that's really what a big part of my message on this podcast is. So that's why I'm really fascinated by this. Yay! I'm so happy that that <laughs> resonates. Um, and like they're showing me again with you in that stadium, but then I see like all of your listeners in their own stadiums as well. And what it creates is it creates a sphere of change. And we can all be saying similar things, but in different ways, because we each resonate with different groups of people. And we're meant to be in community. Social media and the internet is so amazing because we get to connect in this way, but it's also so isolating in the same sense. And it's so important to create community right now. And so if you're not in community and you're not talking to like-minded people, go out and start talking to people that think similarly to you so that you can start creating that power within as well. Because they're saying that there's so many, I just see so many people sad and um, and lonely. And they're, they're, we're not meant to be lonely. We're meant to be in packs. We're meant to be in community. And we will create this echo of change by having conversations. And they're saying locally, and they're saying this is really important. Locally, look for local groups where you can get together. And if you don't have any local groups, Find people online that you can hang out with and do virtual dates where you can have virtual coffees or virtual tea, because this is going to really support change and support in embodying that humble power that they're talking about. Mm -hmm. I guess along those lines, I have a, a final inquiry that ties us all together because regarding my podcast, I, I've... I wonder, like, how do I find the right listeners? And I, I really feel like just trusting spirit, trusting the process that the right people will come. Because I think targeting people is hard to do on social media or whatever. I, I don't know who is interested, who knows, who can see this, that we are, you know, who needs the encouragement that we have the power, that the narratives are just kind of false impositions. And, you know, I don't know how to create categories to go find those people. So I guess my question, I don't know if it can go back to me or not, but can I trust that the right people will find me or do I need to take action to find them to find me? Well, trust is always one of the most important magical ingredients. So we always <laughs> want to have trust. We want to have surrender as well and patience, the trifecta. 
Um, but also what they're saying is for your listeners, listeners, if there's anyone out there that feels that this podcast would be a great share for a friend or a family member, coworker, or colleague, share it with someone so that they can be uplifted as well. And then from a business perspective, Carol, there's people that can help you grow your podcast and team is really important. And having a budget for that's also really important as well, because it will help everything. Like it will help everything in your, in your business. Mm-hmm. So having, having team in place too. Okay. <laughs> I love that. You got to you got to get the money to have the team, but you got to have have money to get the team. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the conundrum. I've been um, doing that. If you have offers and you're making money with those offers as like a business coach like for me, if I built my entire business in Facebook groups in the beginning. And now we do Facebook ads and Instagram ads. And now we're on YouTube and we have a podcast. Like it's a gradual build and which direction you start with first is totally up to you, but you can, you can create something that, that creates capital that will allow you to build other things too. So it just like one feeds into the other. And so it it's, it's a complicated equation when you first sit down to think about it, but it's actually quite simple when you take a step back and you're like, okay, if I focus on this one thing, this one thing will feed into the other thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think, I think this has been really interesting. I, I, I thank you guides. Do we have to say goodbye to the guides and thank yes, you? We'll just guides. thank the masters, teachers, and loved ones for their love and guidance and support. So Amy, I, I do want to close. Do you have anything else that you want to say before we close? Yeah, if, if you're interested in learning more about the Akashic Records or learning more about just connecting, you can go to my website, theamyrobison.com. And I have a lot of information on there about the records. And I have a lot of free resources as well from like healings, meditations. Um, we have a journey into the Akashic Records as well that you can get access to there. Very cool. So if the Kajic records are calling to you, if they're calling back. Yeah, absolutely. Right. If any of this was piquing your curiosity, the records are speaking to you as well. But most importantly, like you are the change that you are seeking. And if you own your power, you can own the change. Okay. Thank you. It's a great, great thought to, to end on. Thank you everyone for listening. And I hope you take the message from the Akashic Records into your hearts and go out and, and be your own stadium in the world. Uh, it's very inspiring. Um, thank you, Amy. And I now close the spiritual forum. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, you can let me know by leaving a positive rating and review on your favorite podcast app or make a tax-deductible donation at thespiritualforum.org. The Spiritual Forum is a podcast, prayer, and retreat ministry affiliated with Unity Worldwide Ministries. Thank you again for being a part of the Spiritual Forum community. And remember, you are an amazing, divine, and powerful being. Thank you.